You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. We are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, June 26th. Uh, we've got some new Celtics news. Uh, Ime Udoka has been hired as the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. Uh, rumors were swirling up in the recent weeks that kind of, you know, led to that inclination. And they finally made it official. So uh, just give our thoughts here to start the show, Sam. What do you think? The funny thing about the hiring is obviously, you know, we've talked about this for a while now. I think he's been the favorite for at least a week prior to this, right? So I'm on Twitter, and I see that there's betting odds on this, and he was plus 1,800. at. This is an hour before the signing wow. is announced. That's I crazy. almost bet. Like I, I didn't have an account, but I sent it to all my friends. I was like, <laughs> you guys should bet on this. Like, he, like for my friends that do bet, like I, I genuinely usually don't bet sports, but... I was like, you guys have to bet this. No one did. And sure enough, Woj, an hour later, I was like, I told you. Like, I couldn't, I can't believe whoever made those odds should be fired. I mean, he lost them a ton of money if anybody had half a brain, unlike me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tough. He, it seemed like, like I said, he was gaining ground uh, recently, and a lot of people wanted him to get the job. Obviously, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart all signed off on it, which is great. They all liked him. He he coached them at um, Team USA on Team USA under Greg Popovich. So it, it just seemed like the perfect fit. Uh, all, all the reports say he's a you know defensive minded guy, super confident, builds relationships very well. Uh, former player, obviously, which is something they were supposedly looking for. So all the like he he checks off all the boxes uh, for the next coach head coach of the Celtics. So I take it you like the signing then. Well, I honestly can't tell you there's really ever been a time where I think anybody doesn't like a coaching signing. If you really think about it. Except Maybe for Jason like Kidd. Stan Jason Kidd. Bundy, Jason Kidd. But I mean a first-time hire. Because everybody will always yeah. tell you the okay. positives. I mean, sure, it's great. I mean, I, I don't I don't have an opinion. They, they're ha- the players are happy, fine. The, yeah. the media is happy, fine. Uh, nobody's – I mean, he fits the um, – what they were looking for. He's young. Uh, he's, he has experience. Players like him. Fine. Fine. Yeah, from the way I, I phrased it, I was, if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are happy, then I'm happy too, and I have nothing to complain about. So about uh, as Smart. long as – Marcus Smart too, of course, of go. course. Um, yeah, as long as the core players on the team are happy, then I have nothing to complain about. I'm looking forward to see how it plays out. It's going to be weird seeing someone else other than um, – Brad Stevens on the sideline for the Celtics. I know Ime Udoka was exploring uh, bringing guys in uh, to his staff from Boston. So we could see like for, former guys he's worked with. So we're talking potentially Sam Cassell slash Darvin Ham could be an assistant coach with the C's, which would be kind of cool uh, depending on what uh, openings uh, come through everywhere. People were making fun of uh, Mike D'Antoni, uh, the, that idea, because it, it was rumored that he wants to bring guys that he's worked with before with him to Boston. Obviously, he works with D'Antoni right now, so you, you never know. Could see D'Antoni. On that would be fire, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, if he's not the head coach, he's just running the offense fine. 
that something yeah. the offense was a issue this year, as was the defense. Defense was a bigger issue because when they played defense, they were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can always have like a hot offensive night and win games. That's just going to happen. But defense is how you play consistently. They brought in somebody that is good at that, just like Brad was. Like you said, he's similar to Brad from what everyone's saying, detail-oriented, defensive-minded, young, you know, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I don't have an opinion yet. I probably will be fine with it. If the team plays well, I'll be fine with it. The, the problem is, though, if he if they play poorly, he's going to get a lot of the blame really fast. Yeah, he could. Uh, I don't know how long his contract is. I think I don't think he should have a short leash. I think he should have a pretty, you know, give him a chance, give him a couple years at least to, you know, get in with the guys. Because I think, in my years, opinion, so you, well, a couple years for what? <laughs> to a couple, start a couple years, Jack. That's. I'm not talking. I, obviously, if he misses the playoffs, there's got to be a short leash. But if yeah. he makes the playoffs right. and can stay competitive, then he like it shouldn't be championship or bust for Ima Udoka in two years in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, give him a little yeah, bit of chance. Well, that's soon. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Yeah, of so course. I mean, I'm saying what the hell do you mean? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just saying if if stuff doesn't immediately you know come to fruition with this championship team uh, i don't think Ime Doka is the one to play because realistically this is what i was going to say i think there's going to be a little bit of a hefty roster turnaround in the next few years realistically uh e- even this offseason i think there could be some different pieces uh, on the Celtics at the starting next season and we're talking uh, ideally you know they re-sign Marcus Smart if he does a good job as the point guard or but y- you really never know what could happen i know you're not a fan of trading smart but he's realistically the most valuable asset the Celtics have and if they don't think they want to re-sign him for the future trade him is probably the best option which i know you don't like but you understand my thought process with that though of course if you were going to get rid of somebody you might as well get something for him uh the thing about him is is i think he's going to do fine at point guard he showed us in the playoffs he he was the second best player in the series for the celtics he was fantastic he mm-hmm. didn't really force a lot of shots game five he wasn't great but from what I remember, he played good basketball. He was consistent offensively for the most part. He He's good as a point guard. He's good as a distributor. If he knows his role and he doesn't have that burden of being a, you know, a secondary scorer, he's fine. Like, Yeah. I, I, I agree think- with the people that don't think he should take a bunch of shots. <laughs> like, He shouldn't shoot a lot. I mean, if he's open, uh-huh. he should. If you're open, shoot the ball. If you can do it, he showed he can shoot to some degree. He's streaky, but he can still do it. Um, I have no problem with that. I'm excited. To see, I hope he gets to to be at the helm. Yeah, and I think there will be that opportunity for him. But by the deadline, I think if they don't believe that they're going to be able to extend him, then you have to trade him, right? Like, you have to. Yeah, if they don't think they're going to keep him, then get something for him, sure. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't be the mindset right now. Okay. Yeah, To yeah, trade him, fair. you know trade him right now why would you do that mm-hmm. yeah if anything i think the kemba trade cements him further because he's what they have at point as far as starter quality goes people say pritchard isn't ready yet he probably isn't he he's played good minutes so for, i'll ask I'll, you this time. are there players around the league you'd be willing to trade marcus mark for though outside I mean, of, of outside of like the superstars like carl anthony towns bradley peel outside of that it depends what the circumstances are, because if you really think he's going to leave, which I genuinely don't think he would, unless there's real issues going on we don't know about. I think it's less so him wanting to leave and more so if the Celtics don't want to pay him the money he wants. Oh, well, I also think he would compromise. 
he's he seems to be very happy here and i don't think there's really anything that would point to no besides the the racist lady that he wrote about but i mean that was years ago and he still seems fine so mm-hmm. I, I don't see him he he just seems like a real he he likes it here man i don't get as I, i've been wrong before i would have told you before horford left i would have told you he's gonna take a pay cut too so mm-hmm. it's no guarantees and if they, if they don't think the they, if, if they don't think they can bring him back then i mean yeah but i don't see i don't see why both sides wouldn't try and make it work if that makes sense yeah, he no, enjoys being that. here he's a quality player whether you like him or not you know if you think he shoots too much or not he still brings you a lot of things that are valuable that you aren't going to find in other places and things that are re- maybe not required but important to winning yeah you know, see, I, I think this is an opinion where we uh, differ here because we had this debate. We, we have this season. talk all the time. I know, but um, this specific one last season, I would consider using Marcus Smart to trade up in the draft. That's how much I like this draft. I know you don't like it because you'd never know with rookies. But Sam, when I tell you that this is probably the most stacked uh, draft in a long I've, time, I've heard like, good things about this draft. But very crazy. I mean, you also. And I'm not attacking you, but I yeah, know yeah. you have said you don't want to see any more young guys coming into this team. Yes, it's it's a very weird. However, situation. picking say they trade up into I don't know, let's say top eight, it's different than picking at sixteen. So, you know, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say. You're I will say though, there there are some players in the top fifteen this year that would have been top eight quality last year. If you know what I'm saying, like that's how good this draft is. So. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. I know there's definitely some guys in the second round that I'll also want to talk about near the end of the show. I know you don't get into too much draft stuff, but well, this is I'll... this is where I learn. I learn <laughs> exactly. this would be fantastic for the listeners because they'll have questions and I'll ask the questions. <laughs> exactly. But before we get to draft prospects, I do want to talk trades. I know your favorite subject in the world. There are a few pieces around the league who are quote unquote rumored to be being dealt this offseason. And I'd love to know your thoughts on whether or not you'd like them in a Celtics uniform. I think I know the thought process on one of them. So I'll start with yeah. him. Do you want Tyler Hero anywhere near the Celtics? Well, I mean, not really. <laughs> I, I just don't think you need him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you've got the backup guard. You know, Pritchard is your guy. You know, I think he's done fine. I don't think he's given you a reason to give I up on Hero him. I think Hero could start, though, at point guard, realistically. Yeah, but th- so what are you going to trade for him, then? Marcus? <laughs> That's the issue. You'd probably have to give up Marcus, which I'm not, I'm not no, saying I you should. I wouldn't give up Marcus for okay. Hero. No. Uh, <laughs> All right. I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Because you, know. you will have to extend him soon anyways. Um, the other guy who I think is far more intriguing is Colin Sexton, who I think would be a great fit. Sexton's a good one. And... Just think of it, Jack. He could have been on this team if uh, they never traded for Kyrie. Yes, yes, he could have. Yes, he could have. Um, but the, the issue there is, again, what do you give up for him? I mocked up a trade of Romeo Carson and two firsts, but I don't think that's enough. I know you'd love you that. You mocked that up? <laughs> I did. Wow. I did, because the, the, the way... so smart. If, you, <laughs> if we're doing that, I hammer it. Yes, please. The way I phrased it was... The Cavs are probably going to take Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs at two, who are two top guards in this draft. Um, they r- rumored to want to part ways with Sexton. They could pair Garland with Suggs and or Green. And then they have Romeo at the wing. They have two firsts for future assets. And then 
Carson Edwards is just to throw in. But I think it would take more than that. You might have to deal smart or you might have to give up of, I mean, realistically, they might ask for like a Rob and Aaron or a Pritchard. So it, it gets tough there. But would you be willing to give up like a decent amount of assets for uh, Colin if, Sexton? Like what's the most you give up? So let's say we're in the situation we talked about a couple minutes ago, right? Like say say they really don't think they can bring back smart. That's someone I think is a fair trade for smart. I think he plays with similar intensity. You know, you've, we've all seen the videos of him staring at the guys and you know, with his eyes wide and when he was in college. Things like that. I mean, he's a he's a gritty player. He obviously is a good offensive player. We've seen that this year. He had a good year. I mean, that that's an interesting one for me, for sure. Sure. I don't hate it. You know, he, uh-huh. he definitely is going to bring it. I feel like he's uh, really going to be similar to Rogier if they were to bring him in, though. Yeah. I mean, that's another guy you could potentially go out there and trade for if you really wanted to... We really wanted to get down to it. Um, you think so? Yeah, because yeah, they got Lamelo. <laughs> they don't really need him. And they have Devontae Graham, who they could look to resign. So they have some guards, um, and they need a center. So Thompson throwing him in that deal would probably be one of the most valuable places you could throw Thompson's him, as good as gone, which is funny because I was out on Thompson, and we talked about this in a pregame, and then it was game three, and he had a tremendous game, and he played – extremely hard and won me over and now they're he's gone he's going to be gone they, there's no mm-hmm. way it doesn't make any sense to keep him around you've got horford now but, who is yeah. a veteran you've got williams who is your future guy and moses brown who's another guy you would like to see get minutes he could definitely learn from both horford and williams because he's but, similar to williams athletically and obviously horford can teach anybody but then the tough part with thompson is i think at this point you might have to pay to get off that contract unless you find a team that needs a center. I think so. It's not that that horrible of a contract. But there's not not that many teams. There's not that many teams around the league who need a center like that. I mean, I've looked at trades, obviously I can, I can roll through some with you that I've mocked up. If you'd like to, you know, uh, go over some, I wrote an article that said uh, three Tristan Thompson trades to help replace Kemba Walker. If you're interested in some of these deals, Um, this is basically what I spend my days doing is mocking up trades nowadays. This was, um, Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams for Maxi Kleber and Trey Burke, which okay. I don't think is that bad. I think it helps <clears throat> Dallas replace uh, or, or bolster their center position. Grant Williams could run some small ball four for them. Tristan Thompson can, you know, play there. Uh, Trey Burke, they'd get off his contract. Maxi Kleber, they'd get off his. And best How much part is Trey Burke make <clears throat> three mil, and he's on That's for two more right. years. No, and Maxi Kleber makes around nine for the next two years. So. I would do that. I, you might have to throw in a pick or a second or something to Dallas, but I, I think that'd be a solid deal. What do you think? I don't know. I don't really care. I don't care for Thompson either. Exactly. The point is it, it helps you get Cleaver off stretches of the floor. Thing. It makes He's you more a of a flexible team. He can play the four as well. So, yeah. Um, after that, I mocked up Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams for DeLon Wright. Uh, the Kings get a center to help replace Richard Holmes if he leaves in free agency. They get a backup center uh, to help that position. Celtics get Dolan right for a year. Uh, $9 million. Just a guard. Uh, I mean, well, it just helps. Let's see. Position. The Clippers got Zubox and where do they run? Surge is a backup center. I, I should know this is a conference finals. There. Yes, I mean, Surge and Zubox, but uh, Surge is hurt right now. They run Boogie too. They have Boogie. Boogie? Oh, that's right. I remember I was, I was saying I would be pissed if he played as well as he did in game one against Celtics. Yep. 
Yep. So the Clippers don't really need a center. I, I was looking for teams that needed a center, and, and the Perhaps, last one I came up with. Yeah, the Clippers they they could use Thompson as a backup if they wanted. Ibaka could play the four instead of the five. What are you getting back though, Beverly? Rondo. We talked about his bot with Bobby. We yeah. t- Bobby was the one that it wasn't even me. Yeah, Rondo. And I said, "Oh wow, yeah. Bobby, be pleased come on our show all the time." Yeah, yeah. The last uh, point guard one I brought up, which I think you might like. Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first round pick for Derek White, uh, I think would be good. But why would I? Why would I like that? I don't know. I just think Derek White fits really well. You get off of Tristan Thompson's contract, costs you a first round pick, but Derek White is on the books for three more years. What so make? 17, 18. It's a good amount, a but he's Derek White. Derek Derek White's a very very he's quality player. But I don't know. It's a lot of money to be committed. You know, that's like money you would commit to Marcus and Fournier. You know, you don't need to do that to another guy. I mean, hey, Derek White averaged 15 points, three and three and a half, and uh, he shot well. It, I think it would fit well. He plays good defense, too, which I know you like. I, I like Derek White. Um, Spurs could trade him in order to play DeJounte Murray more. I don't know, though. But, uh, yeah, those are my three Tristan Thompson ideas. You could probably find something like a Rondo or something around the league, but... Uh, those are the three that I thought of. It's your best bet. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can't hey. go wrong with that one. <laughs> Except for if say. he comes in and just bodies Udoka and says he's stupid. <laughs> um, more trades. This is, I just write them up. I just like getting your thoughts. I, I don't think you'll like many of them, but uh, I had the idea Marcus Smart, which I know you don't like immediately off rip. Uh, it'd be smart Thompson, Romeo, and a first for Andrew Wiggins and a pick. Uh, I saw you. I saw pick. you put that somewhere. I, absolutely not. Really? Wait, huh? Even though Wiggins, he had a better season than he has have has been having. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's I'd rather have Marcus than him. You know, uh, you're giving. Close. You said a pick too. As in number seven or number fourteen? Because the Warriors have two lottery picks. Oh, the Celtics would get the pick. Yes. Well, we'd give up. The Celtics would also give up a future first, but they'd get into the lottery this year as well. I don't know. I mean, you get in the lottery, it's a little bit more enticing. But it, it, that's more. There's no reason to trade Marcus now. Mm-hmm. You know, we we I've said that already today. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, the Especially goal then for me really out of a point guard. Well, the goal for me would be picking Josh Giddy. Uh, at one of those spots, who is a six foot eight point guard out of Australia. He's 19 years old. He's a very good playmaker. He's like the mellow ball 2.0 with a little bit less upside. Think of it as so. Um, I love Josh Giddy. I know Adam does too. I know I've seen a lot of people on Twitter uh, talk about it, but that that was my idea behind well, it. Well, if they traded for 14, he would get picked at 13. That's just how it goes. <laughs> That's how it's <laughs> <Yeah>. been. <laughs> I suppose. Um, let me ask you this. This is the last one I mocked up uh, after the lottery. Raptors move up to four, obviously, right? They could take Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green. Big they get for the Raptors, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get a guard. They feel like they want to go a completely younger direction. Would you trade Marcus Smart for Fred Van Vliet? Van Vliet makes a lot of money, dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's also a very, very He's a quality great. player. There, he's an no, all-star caliber point guard. There's no getting around that. He's a good player. He's an I all-star think... quality player. I think with trading for Van Fleet, he is scrappy, which is good. The problem is he's a small guard, despite being scrappy. So 
I think you're just putting yourself back into the Kemba situation, even though he's not hurt or he's not damaged goods. But as a small guard in this league, that is something that tends to happen is those guys become damaged goods. So I think you're risking. I'm not big on locking yourself into big contracts at this point. You know, I think you just traded Kemba away to get away from that. I think Brad is committed to trying to spin some free agents in the next year or two. You know, I think that's what he wants. You've got quality players here already, Tatum and Brown. I think that's attractive to free agents. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really in on bringing in salary, unless it's, of course, somebody that's ideal. Like maybe Lawrence, right. but we've discussed this and it really doesn't work. Yes. You know, so let me ask you this then, because I do have one player uh, in my head right now that I think you will drool over and I think you would give up almost anybody on the team for. Um, Zach Lowe recently said that the Thunder could Zach look. Levine. No, Zach Lowe recently Zach Lowe recently said that the Thunder could look to go in a quote unquote younger direction, and for some reason, not my words, that Shea doesn't fit that timeline, which makes no sense to me considering he's twenty two. But I'm just repeating his words. What would you give up for Shea Gilgis Alexander? I'd probably give up anything outside of the Jays, and yep. who else is on the team that I'm forgetting? Rob, no, they're just those Rob. two. Just I mean, I'd two. give up anything for Shea. I mean, yeah. imagine that trio moving forward. That's that's elite. That's elite. Well, so. that's your third guy, and he's not making. He's still on a rookie. No, he's you'd not. have to give him a next max. year. He is off the. Yeah, you'd uh, have rookie. to. You'd have to give him a max. So, uh, or he'd be making a max. But you got those three guys in max spots for the next what five years? Yeah. No, I would. I, I would do it. that. That's fine. Yeah, that's a good trade. My my only other hope is that. Uh, De'Aaron Fox requests a trade out of Sacramento because that would be a good so elite. But uh, yeah, so other things I wanted to talk about include the center rotation or draft prospects. So what are you thinking? You ready for me to make you fall in love with some draft guys at number 45? Yeah, let's do the draft because we're kind of talking <laughs> about that with the trades and we'll get into the center. All right. All right. Uh, let me let me get you ready to fall in love with some guys that you want the Celtics to take at 45 just for them to take some overseas 45. guy that's, that's going to disappoint you. Hey, Ooh. I'm telling you, when I tell Ew. you, <laughs> no, no. When I tell you this is a deep draft class, people, or I'm sorry, some prospects who get drafted in the second round are quite easily first-round talents in last no, year. No, it's absolutely right. There are a lot of guys, especially in today's league, that are second-round picks. And they pan out. I mean, Jokic just won an MVP. Jimmy Butler's quality. Jay Crowder's quality. Draymond was a late pick. He's quality. Like, there's a lot of good players that get I mean, over. Peyton Pritchard was late first Peyton round. Peyton Pritchard was late. Terrence Mann just had 39 in a game seven. Game seven, game yeah. game seven. No, maybe it was game six. They beat game six. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh, game six. So um... Second round, <laughs> drop forty points on the Celtics. Oh, I'd be so mad. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, all right, I- I'm ready to make you fall in love with some guys. Number one guy I like. Honestly, he's fallen off a lot of draft boards in general. Out of the top sixty, I really like him. Uh, Marcus Garrett out of Kansas, a six-five point guard. Uh, that can play the shooting guard. He defends well, 1.4 steals throughout his four years, 3.7 assists his senior season. Uh, only thing that's questionable is the shooting, but he did shoot 35 3.7 assists? That's it? That's a lot in college. It, it, the most, I think the most in college. See, college like stats are just hard because mm-hmm. you're right. They're, they're different. You know, even like the best players only average like 15 points. It's yeah, the leader, the leader was uh, – 25 this year just under 25 yeah 
And his team probably sucked. That's why. No, nah, they were in the tourney. It was Max Asmus. I bet you remember him. Or Robert's kid. It was that guy. Uh, I know probably you cost him some money. <laughs> he definitely did. He definitely did. Um, but yeah, 3.7 assists is actually a decent amount uh, in general. It, it, unless you're like Cade Cunningham, who averages like eight. But Celtics, that's that's a hope and a dream uh, for the Celtics. But um, yeah, Marcus Garrett is one guy I like, <clears throat> although he has fallen out of a lot of draft boards. Uh, second one who I think is slowly climbing up my uh, options list is Quentin Grimes. Uh, six foot five uh, wing. Uh, helped Houston March Madness run. Uh, absolutely dominated the combine the other day. He dropped 27 uh, in one of the games, which is ridiculous for one of those games because they're rotating all the guys in and out. So uh, he, he quite he, he's quite literally just a bucket. He shot 40% on over eight attempts from deep in his last year in college. So uh, he doesn't do much else besides score. But when I tell you he can score, I mean he he can score. So that's one guy you can keep an eye out for. <clears throat> Uh, past that, let me keep looking here. Johnny Zhuzhang out of UCLA. He struggled at the com- combine a little bit. Uh, he's another wing. He's another bucket. They compared him to Duncan Robinson. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be that elite from three, but he's that type of guy who can just get get you buckets. I can drive to land fairly well. Uh, David Duke, uh, unfortunate name. Terribly Grand unfortunate Wizard. name. But <laughs> awful. But um, great player. Solid point guard. Uh, combo guard defense will killed it at the combine yesterday as well. He's one of my top guys. I'd love to see the Celtics take because he's a six five point guard that they can defend both. And just like you were saying earlier, Celtics need some size at the guard position. Anyway, Providence so. fans would come in their pants. They love <laughs> they they wanted Chris Dunn real bad, and that didn't happen. And I mean that's that's all my friends David right Duke. there. They love Providence. So David Duke. <laughs> uh, next up is Max Asmus, the Oral Roberts kid. Uh, he's very he's a short point guard as well, but he basically just be Lou Williams off the bench for the Celtics. He can score really well. But my favorite uh, guy that I think the Celtics should take is a guy called Austin Reeves uh, out of Oklahoma. He is technically a forward, but he has the skills to run point forward. He was the main ball handler at Oklahoma for the Sooners. He averaged 18.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 4.6 assists in his final year. Uh, He struggled shooting the ball a little bit, but that's just because he had the ball in his hands all the time and he wasn't getting any, you know, spot-up attempts. In his first two years before he transferred, he was shooting 40% from three. So he's basically just a do-it-all guy, kind of like Fournier a little bit. It's just he does everything. He can play make. He's probably my top guy, but I think he's rising up some draft boards now, so he could be a first-round pick. But those are all the guys I wanted to put on your radar. There are some more guys, obviously, that have been interviewed, et cetera, et cetera, but those are my top six to look out for in my opinion. So there's my little breakdown. Awfully you... quiet for me. You know? <laughs> Have you paid attention to the draft at all? Like, you know, any, I never, especially they trade their pick. I really don't care. And not that right. you shouldn't care. Not that it's not important. It's just me the way. I mean, especially we've talked about this so many times. They really don't need to get younger. I think even if they pick somebody good at 45, like I'm sure I, I like the sound of Grimes, obviously David Duke. I know about him because of Providence and, you know, that's that's a lot of what my friends Austin talk about. Reeves. Don't sleep on Austin either. He's good. I mean, um, I don't think they'll see time just because of, I mean, you've got two two guys ahead of him at point guard. Mm-hmm. I, I know Grimes is off ball. He's a um, two guard. But still, I, I don't know. I think they like Neesmith. I think they like Romeo. I think Romeo had a good playoffs. So I think that's he had an underrated series and he played well. You need people. You need people to fill the roster, though, which is why I'm still keeping an eye out for potential prospects. 
Oh, you're better off with a. I mean, we we talked about this all season. You need you need older guys now to fill the roster. <laughs> I I don't want any more young. Not not saying there's not potential there or anything like that. It just I I think they got enough young guys. I think, and I don't necessarily think they should move on from the young guys they have either. Especially like Grant. Fine with Grant. I think Grant has a good role when he fit. You know that he he's good for his role. Yeah, he had a mm-hmm. rough season. He was quality in his first year. Good player. You're talking Neesmith? Grant. 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 Okay, yeah. Um, he's a situational. Yeah. Like, he's good situation. And obviously, Neesmith is. He picked it up in the second half. Romeo, yeah. maybe if he stays healthy for a season, he'll show you something. Who knows? I'm looking forward to it. So who are some of the veteran guys you're looking at? To, for the Celtics to bring on the roster. I mean, I got some names I can put in your head. Yeah, let's hear the names because I haven't, I haven't looked a lot at free agency because I don't really know how much money they have, it's, especially since the Kemba thing. I don't I don't completely mm-hmm. understand. Not good with the money. Uh-huh. Not good with the draft. I'll tell you who's good, who's bad, though. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you who sucks. I told you, I've told i been telling people Simmons sucks. You guys always argue me. You say, well, he doesn't <laughs> suck. I mean, he's – whether he sucks or not, he's unplayable in the playoffs because – you can easily, easily game plan against him. And he gets in his own head. I got you. I got you. All right. So some names, my one of my top guys I think the Celtics should sign is James Ennis. Vet minimum, can shoot the three, scrappy defender. I think he's just a perfect fit. Uh, I, I love his game. I think he was solid in Orlando. Yeah, he doesn't have to play too many minutes, but you get a wing uh, to bring in. Uh, Tony Snell, I think would be <coughs> excuse just me, pretty solid. Just Tony Snell. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Tony Snell. First 50-50-100 season in NBA history this past year. So that's pretty ridiculous. How many ridiculous. free throws he take? 12? Not, yeah, not many at all. But hey, still, shot 50% from three on over an attempt the game. He can shoot. He can shoot the ball. Uh, Caruso as well, but I think he could get a little bit more money. Caruso, criminal. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, Caruso getting arrested <clears throat> out there. Nice. But uh, um, you also have... A bunch of TPEs to work with for this offseason. So trades could be a big part of that. You got TPEs. Uh, the, <laughs> yes, sir. We can't get away got, from them. You got around 11 million left of Hayward's TPE. You got around 5 million left in Cantor, 5 million from Tyus, around 6 point something million with Kemba's new TPE that was made. You got a $1 million TPE. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's tons of them. I actually, I wrote about that as well. TPE options for the Celtics. And I can, uh, I mean, hey, but let's I can hear about the give you some names too. This is probably a more pressing issue than any of it. And this might be how they get some veterans. Um, one of the names was Rodney Magruder. You're not going to be excited by many of these names, but they're they're guys you can get for the TPEs for cheap. Rodney Magruder for a second round pick. You see on now. Pistons. So <laughs> they they take a what, pick. What were his numbers last year with the skeleton crew? Um, I think he averaged around five points, shot over 50% from the field, over 40% from deep, but he didn't play many games because they signed him late in the season. But They signed him late? Okay. Well, but hey, you shoot over 40% for any amount of time. I think, you know, you get deserved. Uh, even an end of Ventro, like what we're talking, he takes Shemi Ojale's minutes away. Shemi's uh, gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. Maybe in the league. It, you think in the league. Interesting. I was going to say the Celtics are in general. With the Celtics, I feel like, for sure. I feel like Shemi Ojale is going to go out there and pull what Abdel Nader did and just have like a, a decent career with somebody else. I don't know, man. I think th- the difference between him and Nader is Nader really just didn't get time. Yeah, that's also true. Shemi was also given true. time after – and not that he doesn't earn it. You know, he 
works harder than probably anybody. He works super hard. But, yeah. you know, he's got plenty of minutes enough to where he was a rotation piece in the playoffs in multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Nader never had that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, top TP options. So I wrote this one is for the Gordon Hayward TP. So this is around $11 million. Larry Nance is the first one. Nance is the one that we always hear, right? So, and that that's an interesting one. I think he's he can shoot a little bit now. He's improved mm-hmm. that. Athletic, of course. I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. You can't Play hate it. Nope. Uh, next one, Juancho Hernan Gomez. You know, take a chance on him. You wouldn't have to pay too much, ideally. Uh, he he down shooting splits this year, but he's been solid in the past. Just a wing, just to bring on and play some minutes. I don't know. Shemi Ojale's minutes on top of that. So uh, not bad. But my top guy with that is Thomas Sider, or Tomas Sadoransky, who I uh, I really like. Uh, he's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, point guard. Uh, he can defend solid. He plays really well. He averaged seven, two and a half, and five assists this last year. So you bring him on. He's your backup point guard. Like I said, he's like six foot seven. So he gives you size there as well. I think that's ideal. And he it shot helps like to have 30%. guys that are bigger, man. It, it's after having Kemba for a couple of years in, in the playoffs, they always just attack him, which isn't his fault. I mean, yeah, you're only so big. You know, it's, it's not much you can do about mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, Ennis Cantor slash Daniel Tice TPs, which are on five mil. I wrote this before the Kemba one was even a thing, so we're not going to have any options for that. Uh, I'm going to warn you, Sam. These options just keep getting more boring. So you, I don't know how much you're going to fall in love with these names, but they're realistic options. Uh, number one, Josh Okogie. He shot pretty inefficiently, but he's he a plays defender. for Minnesota. Yep. There we go. All right. That is correct. So playing who he uh, play for, really? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, realistically we're actually playing a game of who we play for and second one is edmund sumner sam who he play for oh man he averaged seven and a half points and shot uh 39.8 percent from deep this past i season. know he played on the knicks at one point nope <laughs> now he no he never played on the knicks ever he's edmund sumner's been with the same team for his entire four-year career i don't know where does he play uh indiana Plays in Indiana. He played around 16 minutes a game for them. Shot 40% from deep. Seven points a game. Not a bad option. <laughs> uh, last one, Chandler Hutchison, who he played for. Oh, he was on. He did play in Chicago. <laughs> yes, he Does did. he still play in Chicago or no? No, he didn't. He was he did in the Daniel Tice trade. He so was he in the Daniel Tice trade. He plays for Orlando. Mm-mm. Daniel Tice trade. Washington. Bingo. There you go. Uh, around 37% from three with Washington this last year, five points. Uh, I'm telling you, there's not many guys around the league who you can get for these small TPEs, so they're mostly boring options. <clears throat> and this is the most boring of them all. We're going to play some more who he play for, Sam, because um, this is the Jeff what T. TP. One? So, yep, yeah, 1.7 mil uh, or less. So that minimum, guys. <laughs> bingo. Uh, number one, Damari Carroll, who he play for. Is he still up in Toronto? No, he's not. No, he's not. Don't tell me then. <laughs> I won't let you guess. What he's bounced around he... a lot. He's he played in Brooklyn. He played in Atlanta. He played, I want to say he played in, like, where the hell does he play? So let me tell you this right now. When I looked last, I, I was looking through, you know, obviously, um, just the league salaries. And I don't actually think he's on a team anymore. 
because he's still salaried with the team, but I don't even know if he's on a roster anymore. So that oh, might well, be that's not fair. Uh, it's not fair, but I thought he was. He was listed as San Antonio uh, is where his money is. So that's where he was. Yeah. Right. Uh, San Antonio and Houston for which he played center, which is tough. But uh, I guess th- that's not an option anymore because, um, you know, he's not on a roster. So you can't really sign a trade for a guy like that. And the last one, Sam, is not a uh, – I'm sorry, there's two more. Patrick Patterson uh, in it. Man, where the hell does he play there. now? <laughs> uh, he I can played in was... Toronto. He doesn't play there anymore. Is it, is it Houston? Does he play in Houston? No, he doesn't. I'm going to read you his stats. Not that it'll help you, but just, you know, get you a little more enticed. He averaged five points per game this last season, uh, 44% from the field, 36% from three. So he's a decent shooter, 38 games. Uh, where does he play for? And he's never played. Oh, he did play for Toronto for three years. A little while there. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, who he played for, Sam? Patrick Patterson. Not San Antonio. It's uh, where the hell does he play, man? Is it Western OKC? Conference. No, Western Conference, California team. Play in Sacramento? Mm-mm. It's the Warriors. He's on the Warriors? No. <laughs> California. California. He's, is he on the Clippers? Yes, sir. <laughs> Patrick Patterson. Uh six foot eight, just a power forward. It can come and hit some shots. Very tough disappointment um, for me. <laughs> Tough. Last guy, not a veteran, a young player who makes a minimum. Um, I know we don't like young players, but there's really not many options here. Sam Merrill. Uh, he was a rookie last season. Never heard of so, that guy. I'm very he's, sorry. <laughs> he's in Milwaukee. He didn't get much playing time because he is in Milwaukee. But uh, he played 30 games, averaged eight minutes a game. So very small, you know, uh, what is that? What, what do you say? call that? Very small. Sample size. Sample size, thank you. Uh, but I know some the fourth, stuff. It's not, he, not where guys he took, play. He took 47 threes this season. He had 21 of them. So he was lights out from deep. Uh, I think he's a 6'5", six 6'5", five, six five, uh, guard. Uh, he's 25 years old, so he's not even young. He's, he's an older guy. So uh, those are your options for TPEs. Not that any of them are that flashy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's not much to look out for uh, in terms of TPEs. Uh, unless you get guys from various places like young players. But, um, yeah, any of those names <laughs> stand out to you, Sam? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't even know it the last not. guy. I don't know. I don't know. Who that <laughs> I don't know what he looks like at all. At least I know. Uh, I know who the rest are. I just don't know where they play anymore. It's tough. It's tough. Um, we can go over more free agents if you'd like to know. But we're looking at a lot of minimum guys. We could use the MLE. Uh, for example, on some free agents, but it's very minimal trade room. Really, you got to prioritize re-signing Evan Fournier. That's the number one yeah, uh, thing sure. to do this offseason. So what do you say the percent chances they re-sign Evan Fournier? How confident are you? I feel like it's 90-plus. I, I think he's really? as good as back. Yeah, I mean, I they're now that Kemba's gone, they've got more flexibility if they really want that, if they really want to splash the cash. They've got... I've seen plenty of reports saying that they're real confident in that, that he's going to come back. So I believe it. Yeah, I'm interested. So you think the Celtics roll out a Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Brown Tatum first for next season? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this, because I also want to talk about this. Who starts at center? Do you start Rob or do you start Al? That's tough to say. In In – my world, I would say Al, because I think he's more experienced. 
And I think he might complement the other guys better, but at the same time, Rob is just as good in his own way. It just it depends. It might depend on the matchup. I think if you uh-huh. play like Philly, I think Horford's your guy. I think Rob <laughs> Rob brings his own element though. Like him being able to be like a free basket as a like a safety valve all the time is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice to have Horford. He is old and he could very well get hurt himself, but it's nice to have him in case um, you know, Williams is hurt still, you know, if he's consistently still getting hurt. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I mean, I'm looking through I would agree. I'll, I'll start with I think starting Rob probably is my priority, but um start I wouldn't complain if you start out cuz you do have to manage Rob's minutes still cuz he is injury prone and that's not good. You don't want Rob getting hurt many times uh this season if you can avoid it. So um I'm looking through some guards, some free agent guards that the Celtics could look to sign obviously cuz that's that's got to be the top priority this offseason, right? Um and there's there's not much out there. I mean, Patty Mills is a name I've seen a lot. I don't know if that you know intrigues you at all. It's a good one. He's a veteran. He's won titles. It's been you he's could, been consistent. You could bring in a Celtics killer. Ish Smith is a free agent. Sam, you bring him to Boston. Oh, I don't want Ish Smith. What? Why not? I don't want him. He's small. <laughs> he can't play defense. <laughs> He'll hit some shots. Uh, Alfred Payton's another one. Uh, that could be okay. Anything to do with him. <laughs> Uh, why? Why don't you like Alfred Payton? I, I every time I see Knicks fans, they say he sucks. He can't shoot is his issue, but he can play make and he can defend. So I mean, if that's what you want to prioritize, Chris Dunn is a player option, but he can't shoot either. Chris uh, Dunn would be like I said, all those Providence fans, they'd be very, very excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Um, TJ McConnell's gonna get more money, but he'd really be ideal. He'd be good. He's going to get too much money, though. Um, I wish Duncan Robinson could happen, but I don't think that's realistic, unfortunately. Well, he did say fit money. is the big thing for him. Did not yeah. mention the cash. He said fit. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm writing an article about Duncan Robinson, and I really think if the Heat don't match his contract, which I think they will wherever he goes because they have bird rights, I think he'll end up in New York or Dallas because I think if him next to Luka, like imagine that, and they have cap space, him next to Luka, like – I think something. you underestimate Celtic pride. He grew up a Celtics fan. I can't imagine. Get out he of would. here. <laughs> Duncan Robinson's going to get an $18 million contract and live life. Um, Duncan Robinson's he about to get a bag. Fit, he did say fit. He did say fit. But, hey, you add fit and money, sold. <laughs> That's it. Um, Wayne Ellington is a free agent. We're really getting into some boring names here, but it's not Ellington my fault. Play now. Is he still in, he's not in Indiana, is he? Ooh, he play for no Wayne Ellington is not in Indiana. I don't, was it Wayne Ellington ever in Indiana? Thought he was at least for a little bit. <laughs> Let me take a look. Maybe you're right. Mm, no, no Indiana. So, who, uh, C.J. Miles is who I think I was thinking of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who he play for, Sam? Though we're, we're going to continue this. He did play in Miami. I don't know if he's still. For... No, he's definitely not still there. He's not. Um. Dude, I don't know where he's playing at. He's Sacramento. <laughs> Some team that we only see twice a year, that's probably the answer. It is. It is the answer, and I'm going to give you a clue. The bottom of the barrel, Sam, in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference? Yes, sir. Who's the worst team? Uh, Detroit. Bingo. Detroit Pistons, Wayne Ellington. He averaged 10 points, though. He averaged 9.6 points on... He shot 42% from three this season on six that, attempts That's not a game. bad. 
That's that's enticing. He's an older guy. Mm-hmm. Get him for a vet minimum. I think he'd be real solid. He's six foot four, not bad. Uh, another guy, Raul Nato. I wouldn't mind. I mean, he you plays know, he for could... Utah. <laughs> no, he does no. not. <laughs> oh, does he play? He plays in Philly. Uh, he did last year, and he played oh in Utah before that. <laughs> he started twenty-two games this season. Uh, was so he was he in Minnesota? <laughs> Nah, he averaged the most points per game of his career this season. Uh, career uh, 39% from deep, 47% from the field. He averaged two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, and nine points. Uh, Eastern Conference, Southeast Division. <coughs> does he play for Washington? He plays for Washington. Yes, they play he does. Bingo. Yep, Brown Nato plays for Washington. Uh, this is fun. I like who he play for. So I'll just go after Tyler Johnson, maybe. Uh, that's he plays for Brooklyn. There. That I know. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. He does look himself. <laughs> he does, in fact, play for Brooklyn. Uh, past that, there's not much. I mean, unless you want to go after Isaac Bonga, uh, but that's that's tough. Um, he plays in Washington. <clears throat> yes, he does. Yes, he does. You could go after Cameron Payne's going to be a free agent, but he he's going to get for Phoenix. He does. He's going to get paid a lot of money, and he's not going to live <laughs> up to it. Uh, you never know. You can get some solid money. Uh, hey, Sam, Jeff Teague's a free agent. Jeff Teague, horrible. <laughs> um, let's see. Kendrick Nunn is a restricted free agent. Of Rondo. I, I cannot believe it. Hey, maybe they tried. You never know. I don't <laughs> you never know. Um, Troy Daniels is a free agent. This, like I was saying, this is some tough, tough, tough list to look at. Um, Mike James. I wouldn't mind Mike James. I think he that'd be solid. Yes, sir. Mike James does play for Brooklyn. Um, I like who he played for. This is entertaining. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ways we could play it. It's not, our, it's not our bit. <laughs> we can make it our bit. We'll no, do we our can't. own spinoff. No, we cannot. <laughs> Why not? We'll do our spinoff. <laughs> who he played for? <laughs> Otto Porter, Sam. Who he played for? Plays for Orlando. We know that. Nice. Bingo. Hmm, let, me, let me see if I can stump you with some of these impending free agents will get Celtics fans hopes up even though they have no money impending free agents who he played for um Danny Green who he played for plays for Philly we know that bingo James Johnson uh oh he plays for <laughs> Dallas no <clears throat> nope or is it Memphis nope he started the season in Dallas he got traded okay Dallas traded with uh, who is the main piece in that trade? Did they trade Richardson? No, they still have Richardson. They traded for JJ Redick. Okay, so he plays in Orlando, uh, not Orlando, New Orleans. Yes, sir. Plays in New Orleans. Um, any more? Justice Winslow. I think that would be a decent fit for the Celtics. They give him a vet minimum uh, he, if he wants. Does one. he still play for Memphis, or does he play somewhere else now? He does play in Memphis. That's actually a low key signing. I think could work out really well. He has a team option, I believe. Um, which I, I don't know uh, if the you know Grizzlies will take that. Um, he didn't play much last season from what I'm aware of. He was a decent point you know forward in Miami, but he he's been hurt so much that he might not have opportunities elsewhere. Celtics get him for a minimum or even like a what eight million MLE. I would take a chance on that. He's still young-ish. He can defend. He's big. He's shown some promise shooting, but really you're getting some extra playmaking at the guard. I don't, I don't mind Justice Winslow at all, but uh, I've always been a big fan on taking a chance. I mean, hey, I wrote an article about how the Celtics should take a chance on Frank Nitalikina, so I don't think you'll like that very much, but <laughs> Frankie smokes. 
Uh, Frankie Smoke shot 40% from three, Sam, this season. So They love him. They want him to play. I, every, every time I see, like, Knicks fans <laughs> talking there, they want him to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, they I still him. can't believe the Celtics never went and got Derrick Rose because he was free and he's good. Yeah. yeah I he wanted to don't play understand York, that. I was saying they should do it last season when they would have made the finals if they had him, and then this season where they would have still lost if they had him. <laughs> and I'm not saying this has anything to do with it because it was a trade, but I'm sure he, you know, had some say in it because he's a vet and he is respected. I think he, he wanted to play in New York was his thing. So not that that had too much of an impact, but <sighs> I know he wanted to play in New York. Um, last name I'm going to put into your head before we start to wrap up, unless you want to talk about anything else. Um, the clinic, Sam. Kelly Olinick. The clinic Olinick. <laughs> yeah, I like reunions, man. You can, but they don't need any more big guys. <laughs> Unless you hey, want to power play forward, forward. I am a power forward. Is he fast enough to cover power forwards? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, you get that's cooked. the problem. You get cooked. And I hate to break it to all the Celtics fans out there. He's uh, going to get but paid I'm, probably. <laughs> that as well. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this news. Lonzo Ball, not coming to Boston. I'm sorry. You can't do a sign. We already you broke the about news, Jack. John Corrales told us. And I wanted to continue this. Spencer Dinwiddie also not coming to Boston. They don't have enough money to sign Dinwiddie. So I'm very sorry for Celtics fans. Uh, heartbreaker, I know. But uh, yeah, with that, there's nothing else. Do you think Dinwiddie's going to stay in Brooklyn? I, I don't know about <laughs> no. that one. He declined his so. player. Declined his player option. So I'd have to imagine he'll get a, a decent amount of money somewhere else. Very, it's just very ballsy to do when you're coming off uh, ACL. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know the exact injury. I think he signs in Miami, man. I think they could get uh, they get off the Iguodala contract and the Goran Dragic contract. I think they're both team options they signed Dinwiddie and that's you know an upgrade in my opinion they so. get rid of Drogics they, they should go get him he yeah he's older he's 35 so you Real could get him brick for, against him last year maybe you get him for an MLE nine mil like Tristan Thompson's contract that wouldn't be bad uh, but uh <clears throat> yeah is there anything else you want to bring up I uh, gave you some draft ideas some trades you know obviously you made Udoka I'm excited for Udoka as head coach but yeah is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we wrap up no I'm all right with it Oh, I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on the show. You guys can follow me at Jackson Mon NBA on Twitter, uh, covering the Celtics Hornets uh, and soon to be another team over there. Uh, and follow us at Vaynertown USA. Uh, we're getting some more articles and content up there for you shortly. Uh, put out an article on this email Udoka signing, so go check that out as well. And per usual, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, watching. If Jack's computer's working now, if it's not, then you won't be watching. You'll just be listening. Um, we always appreciate it. Appreciate everyone that listens. You can follow Jack at Jackson NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. If you have any guests that you would like to hear us talk to, please suggest it. Yeah, if we've talked to him, haven't talked to him, doesn't matter. We we like reunions. We we like to we have a new guest coming for you next time. Tweet at us. Tweet, Tweet at us. At us. Comment. Oh, there's no YouTube to comment on right now. Um, but yeah, you can Twitter follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. See you later.